From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, March 18th. I'm Jeb Sharp. Today, how the Arab world sees the current tensions between the U.S. and Israel and what the message to the region could be if Washington appears weak. If, once again, the Obama administration sort of backs down, then again it will look as though Obama takes no for an answer. Also, TV's Law & Order makes the ongoing violence in Congo part of its script. Plus, we hear why some in India want to ban foreigners from Bollywood movies. First, this news. BBC News with David Legg. President Obama is postponing a trip to Indonesia and Australia so he can stay in Washington to try to get his health care reforms passed by Congress. Mr Obama had already delayed the long-arranged trip once and was due to set off on Sunday. But with a crucial vote on the reforms expected within days, the trip has been put off entirely until June. From Washington, Mark Mardell reports. The president has made changes to America's health care insurance system, his flagship domestic legislation. It's dragged on for over a year and divided the country. He'll be damaged if he can't get it through. The climax is near. So far, there's no sign of any Republicans voting for it. Its fate lies in the hands of a handful in the president's own party, who either feel it allows for easier abortion or who simply fear a backlash in November's elections if they vote for a measure their constituents dislike. Nigeria has recalled its ambassador to Libya following a suggestion by the Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi that Nigeria be divided into two states, one Christian and one Muslim. Hundreds of Nigerians have been killed in recent weeks in religious and ethnic violence. Mary Harper reports. The Nigerian Foreign Ministry said the ambassador to Libya had been recalled because of what it described as the irresponsible comments of Colonel Gaddafi. The president of the Nigerian Senate, David Mark, went a step further. He described the Libyan leader as a madman for suggesting on Tuesday that the way to stop Nigerians from slaughtering each other and to prevent mosques and churches from being burned was to split the country in two. South Africa's President Jacob Zuma says he's agreed a packet of measures, a package of measures with key figures in Zimbabwe's power-sharing government, which he hopes will end the political deadlock in the country. Mr Zuma said he'd been encouraged by his latest trip to Zimbabwe and further negotiations will be held in the coming weeks. A spokesman for the Prime Minister, Morgan Changirai, has said his party was pleased with the outcome so far, but there's been no official reaction from President Mugabe's ZANU-PF party. The United States and Russia say they're close to a new nuclear arms reduction treaty. Speaking after discussions in Moscow with the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, the American Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said a final agreement could be reached soon. From Moscow, Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports. For the last year, US and Russian negotiators have been trying to thrash out a new treaty. Today in Moscow, Hillary Clinton confirmed that a new treaty is now close and that they are now discussing where it will be signed. President Obama urgently needs a foreign policy success. When he came into office a year ago, he made improving relations with Russia a centerpiece of his foreign strategy. A year on, there is little concrete to show for it. That is why, for America, much more than for Russia, sealing this new treaty is so important. This is the latest world news from the BBC. 
A Bosnian-Serb former special policeman, Ljubica Cecic, has been sentenced to 13 years in prison in Bosnia for his part in the killing of 200 people during the conflict of the early 1990s. The civilians were shot by firing squad and their bodies pushed over a cliff into a deep ravine in central Bosnia in 1992. A rocket fired from the Gaza Strip has killed a farm worker in southern Israel, the first death from such an attack since the Israeli offensive last year. Two Palestinian groups claim to have carried out the attack. Abu Ibrahim, who's a spokesman for the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, said the operation was in response to what he described as Israeli abuse of Palestinian rights in East Jerusalem. As part of the Palestinian resistance, we cannot stand idly by in the face of Israeli violations against our blessed Aqsa Mosque. Hence, this operation was carried out by our rocket group.